face for radio. Hit, 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 hit it. My friends call me the club man. We're going to call you a kid diddler. What the fuck did you just do, buddy? Yeah, next time, don't murder anybody in the <laughs> yeah. bar. I'd give it a 6 out of 10. I don't want any new friends. They're all human, no tail. Yeah, I want to come on the pod, pod, pod. I've heard about this. <laughs> PJ, you were a professional Santa. Can you eat the cigarette butts? How long is this tapeworm diet going to take? We'll check that <laughs> on Instant Replay. <laughs> You're a naughty boy. You're ruining it. How old were you when you guys were drinking a keg of beer? Maybe eight. Hit it real good. Welcome to episode 32 of the I've Heard It Both Ways podcast. That was like a 30 second delay before you gave me the hit at that time. Allegedly. Uh, so we are fresh off of our hottest episode with Marissa Lucchese from Double Shot of Love. So thanks to her for coming out because that was a great episode. And it recorded. And PJ, I think, just left. So now this is a one-man show. Uh, since it is one-man show, I will read some new iTunes reviews we got. PJ, are you back? Allegedly. Shut up. Jesus Christ. So this one is Podcast of the Year Award, and I can't see the, ba- the rest of it because it is dot, 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 by Dr. Malosh. IHIBW is a funny podcast that you can't miss each week. Wrestling updates along with other weekly topics. You always have to tune in to see if you or your company has joined Ray's sworn enemies list. P.S. A little upset there's not been a story or two about the mysterious and amazing Detective Milosh. Well, it's very coincidental that he left a review. This was May 24th, by the way, uh, because he will be talked about on this podcast. Ask and, and you shall receive, detective. And I'm pretty sure we haven't talked about wrestling on this podcast for since WrestleMania, I think, which was the beginning of April. So that's two whole months. Yeah, well, you know, maybe he's just getting caught up. I don't know. This next review is from Fordham for Life. Uh, life is good again. When the Dodgers left Brooklyn, I was a mess. Nothing made sense anymore. (laughs) Nothing was fun, and food didn't taste good anymore. By a stroke of luck, I came across this podcast, and now I'm happy as when the Dodgers were in Brooklyn. Keep it up. (laughs) Well, thank you, Fordham, for life. We will do our best to keep you as happy as when the Dodgers were in Brooklyn. Yes. I saw that review and, like, laughed out loud crying. That's a good one. Interesting. Ooh, Pete, you're going to like this one. This was a week ago. Uh, Love the Hosts by Lauren D. 69696969. I stumbled upon this podcast, and I'm glad I did. As a single lady, I'm holding out hope for a shot at PJ, but Ray's wife sounds so like a lucky girl. Well, she is. So, PJ, I think you have a uh, female fan here. And. You know what I found out? I found out that if you leave a review on iTunes and you don't have a unique name, it does not leave the review. So um, shout out to those of you who have tried to leave reviews and it didn't post. What Ray said. So we had a problem last episode where 
everybody thought that because we mentioned in the beginning of the episode we were just kind of giving like an intro to the interview and we mentioned like hey here's what's going to happen on next week's episode and like just said like two or three things um i got a lot of messages saying that like oh did you forget to put this part in there i didn't hear it and i was like well i mean the podcast was like an hour long i we didn't want to add in like a whole extra hour. Like I wish we could have, but yeah. I don't know who's going to listen to a two hour podcast. Well, some people have, I mean, I do. If I yeah. like the people, yeah. a couple two hour episodes, we've, we've been known to ramble. I just finished. I, I was re listening to the producer Pete episode and that one's like an hour 45 and I enjoyed all of it. So, and the honeymoon episode, we had to make it a two parter. I think the honeymoon episode combined is like two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, it was like in uh, the first part was an hour and the last part was uh, almost 90 minutes. So since we're going to be talking about uh, Ray traveling again, this episode is this going to be two and a half hours again. Um, I was typing up the Google Doc and I just like was furiously clacking away at the keys and trying to like remember the story because it happened two weeks ago and everything kept coming back in more detail more detail and i'm like ah this is either like all these details are just going to like flow off the tongue or this is going to be a very long podcast yeah i was re i was reading the doc and i was like oh it was like when i got to the the, the one part i was like oh boy this is ray's going to be real fired up here it's i <laughs> Uh, so the Memorial Day, just a quick preview, by the time we get to Monday, like I was typing everything and I was just like exhausted typing and just putting down bullet points and getting like fired up as I was retyping the story. So I uh, had to trim the fat a little bit, yeah. believe it or not. Okay, so you want to get into it or do you have anything else to say before we start? Well, I, I was just going to say um, Min just texted me. Uh, she Ooh, went, she's going to, is it the Jurassic Park, uh, thing? Yeah, she went to Jurassic Park today. Welcome to Jurassic Park. So for her wedding, like, for a gift, you can, like, you can give cash, you can give something off their gift registries or whatever, or they did one of those, like, honeymoon funds, yeah. and so... I was going to get them. They had like a set of Makita drills on their Amazon uh, registry, which yeah, I was going to get. I saw that too. I was looking at those, but then I was like, hey, you can't buy Makitas. It's no good. I, that was exactly like, I'm like, you don't get Makita drills. I'm like, there are other Makita products you get, but not the drill. And so I like ended up, I was going to text men and be like, Hey, do you guys want a different set of drills instead? But like, I didn't feel <laughs> like going, drills, I'll get you some DeWalt's. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, weak. I can get you better drills if that's what you're looking for, or like get you a whole setup, like little home uh, renovation kit if that's what you need. But um, so I ended up just putting money to the honeymoon, and they were going to Kauai, and I was like, oh, most of Jurassic Park was filmed there, so you guys should go check that out. So, so yeah, they they were at Jurassic Park today. Very nice. Um, is that all you had to say? Uh, yeah, then there's a lot of gifts of uh, <laughs> Alan Grant taking his sunglasses off from Peter and Mikey. That's like one of my favorite gifts from that movie. So, you know. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a winner. Okay, so, so last 
Yeah, we were backed up with episodes because I was out of town Memorial Day, or we were with our live show, um, and then we were out of town the next weekend for the wedding. So that's why we like pre-recorded some things, you know, whatever. Uh, so now, after two weekends in a row of traveling, I am back with plenty of stories to talk about. Uh, Memorial Day weekend, we went up to Toronto to visit my friend, uh, Mike, he's getting married up there and they do what's called a stag and doe party. Have you heard of that before? Is it different than a bachelor party? It is 1000% different than a bachelor party. Uh, in Canada, a stag and doe party means like, it's basically essentially like what it boils down to. It's like a fundraiser for the couple so they can raise money to pay for the wedding and stuff. And basically like the goal is the tradition is to like help the newlywed couple, like not start their marriage in debt. So it's like a pretty good idea. Interesting. Yeah, I, I had never heard of it, and I think it's really just common in Canada. Um, so we were asking everybody and their mother, uh, who was Canadian, like, if this is a normal thing. Because, I, like, literally, I had never heard a single word. Know. Yeah, exactly. Like, the people need to know. Uh, so the way everyone had trouble like everybody had trouble describing it and then basically we're like okay it's like a fundraiser like if you go to like a charity fundraiser there are raffle tickets there's a 50-50 raffle um there's a bunch of different prizes and stuff and you buy like drink tickets and stuff and like all the money goes to the couple at the end of the night so it's it's just a fun it's a fundraiser it's it's except instead of a charity like it's the couple and the goal is to like get everyone to help like just 50 bucks here and there or whatever like helps the couple pay for the wedding so they're not like in a hole when they get married um but they also so i guess the guest list is basically like everybody going to the wedding gets invited to the stag and doe and then it's more of like an informal thing where like a bunch of people you work with or like friends of friends or like whatever, like a lot of people buy tickets to it and then like, just don't go. Like it's like them donating to them. Like, Hey, I'll buy like the $20 ticket or whatever, but like we won't be there. Or if like I was going and you wanted to go, you come and just buy an admission ticket and then like buy drinks inside and whatever. So it's kind of like informal in terms of like the guest list. And yeah, stuff. So it's like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You come. It's, tw- it's $20 at the door or whatever. That's pretty, that's pretty much how it is. Yeah. And they said that it's one of those, like when everybody turns 21 and like knows someone that's getting married there, like, I guess a lot of people go to that or whatever. Like it's, it's a big deal there, I guess. Um, but I forgot what I was going to say, but whatever, we shall move on. So we were flying, uh, out of O'Hare with lovely united who i hadn't flown with for a long time and everyone always says like they pretty much fly like american or united and if you fly one you're like oh i've never had problems with them blah 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 and then everyone else has like a horror story about it or vice versa um so o'hare i don't know if you're familiar but it's terminal one is owned all by United. So like international flights and stuff, like 95% of United's flights fly out of uh, Terminal 1. So you like, we got pre-check and stuff and I zipped through security in like five seconds. Uh, But I was wearing my IHIBW shirt 
And I walked up to the TSA guy and gave him my passport. And he just goes, he's like, hey, what's a spicy podcast? And I was like, uh, oh. oh, my shirt. Uh, it's the mustard shirt. And I was like, oh, well, like I have a podcast you've never heard of, like blah, blah, blah. And he was like, oh, don't worry about it, man. I have a podcast you've never heard of. And I was like, <laughs> I just walked away. And I'm like, I don't know if that was a burn or like what the guy was doing to me. But either way. I should have asked. No, you said you're like, I texted you and you're like, oh, you should get him on the podcast. I'm like, I don't think we want him on the podcast. He was like a very weird guy. Never know. But we've met, we met plenty of weird guys on this trip. Um, so I was waiting for Detective Milos and old rickety Bones Malone, a.k.a. Pat Damon. Um, he was also on the trip. They, we met up or whatever. We went to duty free and I bought those, um, like Coca-Cola flavored gummy bears. Have you ever seen those at duty free in like the five pound bag? I'm going to laugh every time you say duty. Guess how many of those gummy bears we ate between the four of us when we got there with Mike. It was a five pound. I don't know how many were in the bag. We ate 10. We ate 10 pieces. It was disgusting. It was so gross. Wow. Yeah, so if you ever see those Coca-Cola... I've never had them. They look so appetizing, though. I, that's why I bought it. It was like 12 bucks, and I was like, ooh, what a smoking deal. Like, look at all... Like, these gummies, this will last us the whole trip. We'll probably have to bring them home. Uh, we didn't open them until we got there. We tried them. They were so fucking gross. Disappointment. Never will I ever buy again. Uh, but we went for dinner and I didn't know, like they have like a billy goat there and a bunch of other like shitty places or whatever. Um, hang on the Coke bottle thing, gummy bears. Yeah. Do you save them? Can they be our food test for when we have guests on be like, here, try this. No, I left them in our Airbnb. I put them in the, in the cabinet. Too bad. Uh, they're, I, I won't eat them again, so I don't want to try them again. They're gross. All right, we can just have someone else try them and see what they think. We'll just keep giving them out. Next time I fly international, I'll buy them, and we can just, <laughs> you know, give them out to people as bad gifts. L4 or 5 in an envelope. So I was being an idiot, and instead of eating at, like, a normal – they had my man to walk there, but the line was, like, 40 people deep. And I'm like, I'm not waiting in this – line. like, I'll be here for an hour. I'm not waiting an hour to get, like, shitty knockoff Panda Express. So I went to the Billy Goat Tavern thing and was looking at the menu and got persuaded by the picture they had of the patty melt up there. It's a bad move. Well – it was a good move. Like it tasted great. And I was like very happy with it. Well, first off the lady asked me like, what do you want on it? And I was like, um, what comes on it? And she was like, whatever you want. And I was like, well, I sure would like it to have meat, cheese and grilled onions on it. And she was like, what else? And I'm like, um, nothing else because it's a fucking patty melt. What else do you put on a patty melt? Well, exactly. And you seem very distracted right now. <laughs> okay wait 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 while we're doing that i also can't concentrate because i'm gonna piss my pants go do it i was just saying how like nothing else comes on a patty melt but like the beef cheese and grilled onions yeah it's like self-explanatory it's like you don't have to ask i ordered the patty melt well so like i'm i'm going back and forth with the lady and we're kind of like not arguing, but like 
discussing what comes on a patty melt because like I only want what comes on it, which is those three things. Yeah, and um, you don't even have to ask what kind of it, sourdough. Done. Ex- it, like the only bread you have back there for a patty melt. Uh, so whatever, it all comes out fine. But like, there's no system there. He was just like, "Oh, I got a burger with cheese and grilled onions," and I'm like, "I bet you." I watched him make it, but I'm like, "I bet you that's mine" because he wrapped <laughs> it up. Like, I didn't see him put it in the bag, but like, I was watching him, and I was like, "Is it a patty melt?" And he was like, "Well, it has cheese and grilled onions on it." I was like, "Onions on it." <laughs> like, dude, is it a fucking patty melt or not? Like, just give it to whatever. I'll take it. So I took it and it was mine and it was fine. Whatever. It was fucking soaked in grease, by the way, as all good patty melts are. Um, and there wasn't room in like the cafeteria. So we were eating by our gate and I was using like my carry on as my table. Um, and there were plenty of bozos judging me for doing that. Uh, such a lawless place though. Well, exactly. So we we sit down and there is this like older Asian guy like sleeping across from me. He's like 80 years old. Yeah, he's like 80 years old. And I'm just like I'm literally eating in front of him like we're making a ton of noise. He doesn't flinch at all. Like an hour goes by and I'm like, I think this guy might be dead. Um, (laughs) Anyone checked on this guy or what's the story here? Well, so then they announce over the speaker and I was like, oh, great. Here we go. Our plane's delayed. Um, and they're like, oh, if you're here for like the eight o'clock trip to, to Brazil or whatever, like, please clear some space because we have an entire flight that's leaving an hour before yours does. What? I said before I was agreeing with you. Oh, yeah. And so somebody like his his like son or brother or whatever like nudges him and the guy like wakes up out of a slumber. Like there's all this noise going on and this guy like died in the middle of it. And like they tell him what happened. And so his entire family leaves and he just stays there and sleeps. Oh, to sleep? <laughs> yeah, like we got on the plane and he's just like sleeping there like we're waving goodbye to him. He doesn't even move. Um, but we get on the plane and the flight attendant like comes up to us and it was just us three in one side of the row and she's talking to the people in front of us and she was like, Oh, um, we have a customer who has like a peanut allergy. So if you have any peanuts, like we just ask that you please don't use them. Like we're not telling you, you can't use them, but like, we're just, we're passing on a request from the customer. Like she's very, or the person's very allergic. Um, then tells the people across from them, blah, 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 and gets to us. And I'm like, don't, don't worry about it. Like we don't have anything. It's fine. Um, so she disappeared. man. No. So she goes to the person across from us and it's three old people who are like in their seventies or eighties. And the guy like thought it was a joke. And she was like, no, seriously, like it's a severe medical condition. Like if you have anything. And he was like, well, I have a bag of cashews. And she was like, well, I don't know, like if that's going to set it off or whatever, but like, it's only an hour flight. So like, if you could maybe not eat them like better safe than sorry and the guy was like well i brought them specifically and he pulls out like a ziploc bag of cashews and the lady was like home i brought them for the flight (laughs) she was like uh you might want to eat those anyways like either 
eat them like carefully or eat them off the plane because I'm pretty sure you can't bring them into the other country. And he was like, well, what do you mean? And she was like, I just don't know the rules for like bringing food to another country. But like, I know you're not allowed to bring some of them. So either don't tell the customs agent or like get rid of them before you go into the country. And he was like, well, I'm not going to lie to the customs agent. And she's like, I'm not asking you to lie. I'm just telling you they might not let you bring them in. So she disappears and then comes back and she like squats down at the girl who's like diagonally across from me and is like whispering to her. And I'm like, I'm figuring out that she's the peanut allergy lady. And she was like, do you have an EpiPen? And she was like, oh yeah, it's in my purse. And the flight attendant's like, well, do you mind like showing me where it is in your purse? Like in case anything goes down. And I'm thinking like, okay, this chick's going to go into shock if somebody does something and the flight attendant's going to come and like not know what to do. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, well, I know how to work an EpiPen because I'm trained. I know the ways I've practiced on your sister's practice Epi EpiPen because Maddie is allergic to corn, vanilla and halibut and Min is allergic to bee stings. Is that a thing? The EpiPen was actually Min's, not Matt. Uh, yeah, no, I think it was for both of them. You might be right. I don't know. So I had, I had like, plenty of practice using the practice one because it had, like, that fake retractable needle. And so you just, like, keep like, pushing. Just, like, click? Yeah. And the flight attendant's, like, asking, like, where should I do it? And the lady's like, I don't really care where you do it. Just don't do it at my heart. <laughs> and she was like, well, where do you prefer? And she was like, you could just do it in my thigh. And she was like, well, you're wearing jeans. And the lady was, the girl's like, this needle is like five inches long. Like, don't worry about my leg. It's not five inches long. Yeah. So, but I like, I was ready to jump on board for saving this girl's life to finally be a hero one day, but never got the chance. Cause that guy didn't break out his cashews. <laughs> uh, that guy was just like shook the rest of flight. Like, uh, should should I eat the cashews? But they, what, what if, what if the peanut allergy, uh, uh, but should I just throw them away? Should I hide them from customs? He was probably shook the rest of the flight. They were. They kept <laughs> talking about all three of them kept talking about it, except they weren't pissed that like the girl had a peanut allergy and they were too like self-involved in their own problem that they didn't even know the girl was sitting right in front of them because yeah. they were talking very loud about her. And they were just like, I don't understand. Why can't I have peanuts on a plane? Blah, blah, blah. What is somebody going to die? And like, yes, somebody might die. Like, if yeah. she didn't have an EpiPen... I'm bringing it up. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So, um, they're talking about the whole time. Then they bring out the customs declaration page, and this guy's head is fucking spinning. He was like, well, I have this bag of cashews but they want to know how like how much it weighs and i didn't i didn't measure it out before i put it in my ziploc bag and i'm just like oh my god i hope this guy gets fucking cavity searched at the border like i can't wait for this uh so like we get to customs and they were like way behind us so like didn't care to wait around um detective milos got an attractive customs lady who he didn't hit on which i said i was like you should have invited her to the stag and doe party and then you could have just paid for her ticket when she got there yeah. real boss move sure um and then my customs agent he was like I, i'm like i'm handing him my passport and he was like what are you here for and i said stag and doe party and he didn't even open my passport he just like pushed it back in my hand and i was like no no no, wait i have some questions and he was like uh what and i'm like are 
are stag and doe parties like common here? And he was like, at this point I'm like walking away and he's like waving someone else and he's looking at me and I was like waiting for an answer. And he just goes, he's like, eh, and is like shaking his hand left to right. Like kind of, um, yeah so then you have to meet like another customs agent when you walk out we asked him and he said yeah it's pretty common so i think that guy just didn't have enough friends so he didn't know what the deal was (laughs) he didn't get invited to any yeah uh then we got to our airbnb which was pretty sweet mike picked us up at the airport took us there and we were fucking starving because it was like 10 o'clock at night or whatever um and the plan was for us to just go to like a bar or something that like had food to like eat dinner um but like we got there and we ended up staying in like a really nice area that like oakville i guess is like really fucking swanky like it's our airbnb was like half a mile from the water um but like there are like million dollar homes all in that area Island and profiling apparently um but because of that conversion rate like it was still pretty cheap airbnb um so we're talking to mike we're like all right well where should we eat and he was like well it's like 10 30 now so i don't know what's open and we're like well like we'll pretty much eat anywhere and he was like well i know wendy's is open and i know taco bell's open and i was like <sighs> mike i would love to eat at a canadian taco bell just not right now i'm like we just want something like any type of food. So Detective Milosh gets on the horn and finds some place called um, Smoked. The case. Yeah. So he finds some place called Smoked's Poutinery, which was like a 25-minute drive. But we were looking at the pictures of the food, and I'm like, ah, I'll drive an hour if the food looks like this. Uh, so we got there, and it, like to them, this is like a McDonald's like late night, like it's right on like a strip of bars, like it's right in between like four different bars, which by the way, all of them were open. Um, I just don't know if the kitchen was open or whatever, but like they were definitely open as businesses. Um, but we went to this place and like you go in and you order like what type of poutine you want. You want like the basic, which is just the fries, cheese curds and gravy, or do you want like meat on top of it? So I got like bacon on top of it. And there was like a pound of chopped up bacon on top of this. That's the correct amount for poutine, I think. Well, and the guy was like, do you want extra cheese? And I'm like, uh, yeah, of course. Why would I not? And so I got like double cheese. All in all, Mike ended up covering the tab. Um, but through the conversion rate, it was like $9. It was like the best meal I've ever had. It was unbelievable. So I just, pull, I just pulled up the, the pictures. These, this, this one actually it looks exactly like what you had. It's a gigantic box just – and. You can't even see the fries. It's just entirely covered in bacon. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Like, I was reading the menu, and I'm like, holy shit. Like, they have every type of meat you could want. I, I know I'm PJ. I know what it looks like. I had it. Um, I have a picture on my phone that I sent to you. Um, you can send me a picture. Uh... Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. That's neither here nor there. Uh, so we're eating there and I'm like, dude, I'm like this, like, how are there not any of these in America? So we're like looking them up and none of them are. And I'm like, we need to figure out how to franchise this because like, if you put this in like a college town, like the place will be slammed Thursday through Sunday, every single day, like at night, like it's a drunk food, like Haven, just but- 
hammered and go to the poutinery. Yeah, but it's also like very good on top of it and like not expensive. So we can just get the fucking potatoes from around here. We'll get the cheese from Wisconsin and make our own gravy. And like, I think we're in fucking business. Oh, so uh, actually opening a smokes poutinery. Yeah. We're just going to make our, we're just going to go. I well, check W poutinery. Yeah, I guess we could just make our own. Um, we also came up with a plan. Um, we came up with a jingle, and I can't remember it offhand. I meant to write it down, but I didn't. But it's like, it's Poutine Baby sung to the tune of Tiny Dancer. Um, and we had, like, the first... Yeah. We had the first, like, two minutes of that song, like, all written out with, like, poutine-related lyrics. And... To the man! Exactly. <laughs> Dude, we were singing it on Sunday. First off, we were singing it all day when we were setting up and stuff, and everybody thought we were psychotic, but whatever. Yeah, um, and so our plan was to, like, open this business, make a bunch of money, and use Elton John's, like, song but save him a portion of the company and then just be like hey instead of suing us like and trying to take all this money that we don't have yet why don't we just cut you in on this foolproof plan of just printing money and then Ellen John wanted to open some in England and like it was just like a world phenomenon at that point nailed it I, I yeah mean- I'm already spending the money we're making from it so you know it's like a sure thing <laughs> I I P I B W I've seen it both ways. I've heard poutine both ways yeah. with a C. Something like that. Actually that would work out well because they have like a million different kinds. So, you know, it's just one of those things. Um so Saturday we went uh the plan Saturday was to get to samantha's parents house at like eight in the morning for breakfast we would if we which we didn't know we were going for breakfast like we just knew we had to meet there um and then go to set up and do all this other shit come home shower and then be at the stag and doe party till like one in the morning so like we all thought we were just gonna be like fucking exhausted so we get to samantha's parents house but first we stopped at a supermarket because we had to buy um it's some type of ham. Um, I forget what they call it, um, but it's a weird name. And what? Krakus. No, crack. That's a Polish ham, and it's recession proof. <laughs> um, but so we had to like go stop and get uh, this fucking ham. I, I'll I'll get the name later, but whatever. Um, and so I went to the mustard aisle to see if they carry our, our pals coops. They don't carry coops, but they do carry Billy B honey mustard, which I know is your favorite. Yeah, Coops is yeah. Coops makes Billy B, so you know. So way. shout out to Canada because they're uh, big <laughs> Billy B mustard guys. Uh, Bob Euchre, he's a big Coops guy. Coop, we went over that. Bob Euchre is a Coops man. Um, <laughs> then we went to Tim Hortons, which was a must, and uh, it was fantastic. In the thing, you have first authentic Tim Hortons experience. So like the Tim Hortons in Detroit, those don't count. Correct. I went to one in Pennsylvania as well, and that does not count either. Um, So I haven't had an authentic Tim Hortons experience. Yeah, that was my first time, and I realized, like, 
uh, Frank and I, we were only the we were the only people in the car who got like our coffee black, and Mike was ordering some to like take home, and they all get like a bunch of cream and sugar in it. And I was like, no wonder you guys think this shit tastes so good. First off, it was good coffee for, like, what it is. But when you put a ton of cream and sugar in it, like, it's just, like, at that point, it might as well just be ice cream. Just warm ice cream. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, So we went to breakfast at Sam's parents' house, and... Her family's Italian, and her mom is, like, that classic Italian lady who just, like, keeps making food. Like, if people are at the table, like, food just keeps coming out. Keeps coming. You have to be like, no, I'm done. So I literally told her, I was like. From the Brazilian steakhouse. I was like, hey, um, I know we're supposed to be doing a lot of moving today, and, like, if you want me to do that, um, you have to stop feeding me because if you keep putting food down, I'm going to keep eating it. And then I'm just going to have to like lay on your couch for most of the day today. Yeah. I don't think you want me to do that. So, uh, we moved a bunch of shit from their house. We show up at the stag and doe party. Mind you at this point, like the, the detective Frank and I don't know what anything like what we're doing like we walk in and it's like an empty big ass room and there are like a bunch of tables and chairs like folded up against the wall and i was like okay what is this supposed to look like and they're like oh, it's a party i'm like okay like yes yeah. we're gonna need more direction than that i'm like does stuff go along the wall like do people have to like sit and eat like what i don't know what any of this is and they're like come on it's a stag and doe party and i'm like i've I've never been to one. I've never heard of one. Like, I don't know what this looks like. So if you don't tell me what to do, like, we don't know what to do. And they're like, oh, well, we'll just give you directions. So they start telling us to, like, bring everything in. Well, everything ended up being, like, really fucking heavy. And I didn't want to have to move it two or three times. So we brought, like, one load in. And I was like, hey, just let's set up all the tables and chairs. We'll move all this other shit in later. But, like, let's set up a floor plan here because I don't want to move anything. I'm like, well, we don't know what we want to do, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, the detective and I, Mike and Frank, had to go get, like, something. I don't know what it was. Um, so the detective and I were, like, left there with, like, all the bridesmaids and then um, Sam's mom. And I'm just like, why? you know what? Why don't you just let us decide where everything's going to go and then we'll make it go there and just like it was one of those like we signed up to be laborers like we were just going to be hired help um but we ended up like having to run everything because no one either made a decision or wanted to make a decision so i'm like fuck it if anybody wants to blame me that's fine i won't be here monday so whatever (laughs) just put your complaints in the mail like i do with all my sworn enemies so we end up doing it and Apparently, the way we set it up wasn't right, so Sam's dad wanted it a different way, so we changed it, and then all the girls decided it should be set up a different way, so we set the room up three separate times. Which time was right? Uh, (laughs) Well, all of them would have been fine. Um, It was just one of those, like... Someone else would come in and be like, no, this is all wrong, we need to do this, this, and this. Well, so basically what happened is Brian and I tried to set up as many roundtables as we could because roundtables, like, you can squeeze in more people than just, like, rectangle ones, especially when they're, like, all in, like, a barracks row. Um, So we had all the round ones set up, and they're like, no, that's too many roundtables. There's not enough room, blah, blah, blah. Like, we need to set up these rectangle ones. 
So we set up a bunch of rectangle ones and then have to move them all later. And then throughout the night, we ended up having to bring out all the round tables that Brian and I had to put away because they weren't set up right because there wasn't enough room. Turns out they needed more tables for people to sit and eat food. So we ended up moving shit everywhere. Um, But Brian, the detective, and I were in charge of running blackjack all night, which... Ended up, they wanted it to be a one-man job and ended up having to be a two-man job for two reasons. One, because it kind of put, like, a lot of pressure on, like, the dealer to, like, have to deal, have to exchange money for chips. Like, just to make sure you're not getting ripped off, you know? Um, not that anybody would do that there, but we didn't know in advance because we just figured, like, a ton of strangers would be coming. We didn't know that, like, it's usually a lot of close friends. Um, so, I... I tell Mike, I'm like, hey, we both have to work on this. So, like, if you need help, like, I can come off the table and help you really quick. But, like, I have to come back to help Brian. Um, so we were locked in the corner playing blackjack all night with these people. Um, and I don't know what. Oh, I broke out. Remember, <laughs> sorry. Remember the air, phone, air the Airhorn app you showed me? Yes, I do. Hey. And had me download. Well, basically, whenever anybody got 21, we paused the entire table, and I had to open the app and play the air horn like five times. <laughs> so it was really fucking... Yeah, it was really fucking loud in there, so you couldn't, like, hear anything. And so, like, you'd barely hear it. And then I would just go, like, wah, wah, wah. And then the rest <laughs> of the table started doing it. And everyone was like, they're like, what are these idiots doing in the corner? <laughs> and it was just the same three guys playing. They put down 50 bucks each, like, at the start of the night. And ended up playing for, like, four hours. Nice. Yeah. Um, but in the in the meantime, like, Brian and I were, like, going to enter some raffles and stuff, and we didn't want to enter any, like, there were a ton of prizes to, like, take home, uh, but we didn't want to take home any, like, prizes because it would have been a hassle. Uh, so there were two Maple Leaf tickets to any game next season that isn't a playoff game, which, by the way, they might, you know, could never happen. Uh, that's, a, that's a joke for our Canadian listeners. Uh, um <laughs> but so I'm like, oh, Brian, like if we win this, like we can go to the Hawks game up here. Like, that'll be cool. So I'm starting to talk around. I, I try and find out it was basically 54 cards face down um, in the shape of a Stanley Cup. And if you get the Joker or whatever card it was, like you win the ticket. So there's only one winner in all 52 cards. So I start asking around with the wedding party. I'm like, hey, who put this together? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Um then I find out that one of the bridesmaids, like, is the one who put it together. And I pull her aside. I was like, hey, it's an emergency. Can I, like, talk to you really quick? So she, like, pulled, <laughs> I pulled her aside. And I was like, hey, I heard that you did the Toronto Maple Leaf Leafs tickets. And she was like, yeah, why? What happened? I was like, nothing yet. But how do I assure myself that I win? And she was like, well, I can't tell you that. I'm like, okay, fine. What can you tell me? And she was like, well, I can tell you the color. I'm like, okay, well, that cuts it down to half, so we're pretty good odds there. And at that point, I'm like, all right, whatever. That's fine. I'll, like, work her over later. It'll be fine. So I sit back down, and the guys who were playing, mind you, it was, like, 9 o'clock at night, and they were already fucking hammered at this table. And they're like, hey, did you guys enter that raffle yet? And I'm like, no, I'm thinking about it. And they're like, well, we asked Mike. And Mike, like, we asked him what card it was, and he looked, and he only looked at the top three rows. And we asked him, like, three different times. So it's it's got to be in the top three rows. And I'm like, okay, well, I know the color. And if it is in the top three rows, like, I'm almost assured that we're going to win this. Um, <laughs> so.
so I go back to that girl later and I was like, Hey, is the card in the top three rows? And she was like, I can't tell you anymore. Like I can only, I told you the color. I'm not telling you anymore because I'm going to get in trouble. And I was like, who the fuck is going to get in trouble? Like somebody has to win. So nobody's going to know that like we won. Nobody knows us by name here. Uh, so she doesn't tell me. And I go and we, Brian and I bought like 10 tickets or whatever. So I put like eight of them in the top three rows and then two of them like in the rest. Well, it turns out the card was in the fucking like bottom row in the center. Uh, so we were nowhere near. But you got hustled. Yeah, that we didn't get hustled because those guys, I kept watching them. Like I put all of our tickets up there and I watched those guys like continue to buy in and like they only put their tickets in the top three. So they believed that it was in the top three rows, but they were just too fucking drunk to know that Mike was hustling them by just being like, I know where it is. Oh, Mike wouldn't tell us, by the way, he was steel trap. Um, Like, I know where it is. So I'm going to try and like send these guys in a wild goose chase. Yeah, yeah. So that was my bad for taking advice from those three drunk guys, but whatever. Um, it's the every th- time. Then there was the incident that happened outside of the Stag and Doe party. Um, there were, like, people walking by because it's kind of like it was right a block off of, like, the main strip of bars. And we're, like, moving. At this point, it was, like, 1 or 2 in the morning, and I'm, like – this party is not ending anytime soon. So like, we need to get the fuck out of here. Like, let's start taking shit out and filling up people's cars. So I was just like asking people for keys and then like loading their car up with shit, like folding all their seats down. So I didn't care if they had to bring like four or five people home. Um, someone was like, Oh yeah, I'm taking these two people home. I was like, Oh no, actually you're only taking your girlfriend home because you don't have any more room in your car. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, your car is filled with shit. (laughs) Um, so, we like a huge fight breaks out and like there's a huge scuffle and I see this one guy like go down on the ground and then he goes to get back up and this other dude like knocks him out cold in the middle of the street and this one street was like a busy road like it came around a corner it was a busy road this guy's out cold for like three minutes people are coming to like he's dead he's dead he's dead and I'm like he's not dead because like his toe is twitching but like He's out. He's out cold. Um, so the cops get there right away. Then the ambulance get there right away. And like at this point, I'm like, I'm not moving anything till I find out what's going on here because this is like the most interesting thing that has happened since I lost the raffle. Um, <laughs> so we're like watching, and like all the cops are like, "What happened?" And nobody knows what happened because like the people ran off. Um, so they're trying to get stories from everybody. Blah blah blah. And then he was like, "Hey, did you see what happened?" And I was like, "No." But have you have like has the Toronto police ever been on live PD? And the guy was like, uh, excuse me. And I was like, do you guys get live PD up here? And he was like, yeah, we get it. But why did you ask me that? And I was like, I, I, I don't know. Uh, you guys are wearing the body cam. So I just assumed, you know, that like you were going to do something with the footage. Um, so I think he was just like, well, I can't talk to this guy anymore. So he kept asking around, whatever. Um, then he's talking to the bride and groom just to like get like why all these people are outside of this building right now. Um, like get the story. And there's this guy standing in the corner and he looks exactly like Wesley Snipes in U S Marshals when he's wearing that like wig, like he has like straight black hair down to his shoulders and he's in a suit. 
this guy was in like an oversized suit wearing sunglasses at like two in the morning and had like straight black hair down to his shoulders. And they're like, who's that guy? And I was like, I don't know, but he looks like Wesley Snipes from U.S. Marshals. And like half the people didn't know what it was. And the other people are like trying not to crack up because he can like maybe hear us. Um, turns out that guy was like blackout drunk. He was a friend of the uh, bride. He like used to work with her or whatever. Didn't even know there was like a fight going on. Was just waiting for his ride. Like he tried to call an Uber a couple times and like they just never showed up or something. So he was waiting on his buddy for like 30 minutes to have him come pick him up. But I sent you that picture today. Yeah, I sent you that picture today. No, he was literally, he was leaning up against like a railing, just like staring into the distance but but was like too drunk to like realize what was going on and it's just like hey i have to focus on this car coming in i can't i'm not passing out uh, yeah i can't worry about people around me right now i have one guy on my radar and it's me um so then the cops like walked away whatever no big deal we ended up like not getting back to the airbnb after dropping this shit off at people's houses till like five in the morning and we were planning on going to the blue jays game we were going to go to this hockey hall of fame like we had a whole fucking day planned um and we ended up getting down to downtown i don't know if we have enough time exactly and so we got down to downtown uh toronto just in time for the blue jays game we ended up paying like it was like 35 dollars us for tickets which mike took care of us by the way so thanks for that um and we got we were like okay well how's like how close can we sit for how cheap and the guy was like well for 50 canadian you guys can sit front row uh and the left field bleachers or like the left field like they don't have bleachers there and i was like well that seems like a pretty good fucking deal um so we did and like literally like had our feet up on the railing during the game and stuff their bullpen is like right at your feet and so they're sitting like in front of you the entire game um so that was pretty cool what you talking trash the whole game? No, we didn't know. Th- uh, it was the Blue Jays fucking suck. So, no, like, nobody was of note on that team except for Vladimir Guerrero Jr., who is the third baseman. Um, so there was nobody to talk to. Uh, and they played – who do they play? Oh, they played, like, the Rangers. Um, so the, another team that – no, they didn't play the Rangers. Um, they played some shitty team. Um, the Blue Jays ended up winning for, like, the first time ever. So that was a thing. Um, enough. Yeah. Um, but so we kept singing our song poutine baby, um, in like, while we were like watching the game and stuff and shout out to Canadians for being nice and never telling us to shut up and laughing at our jokes that were kind of at their expense, but whatever. So they were very nice. Um, nothing of note happened that Sunday night. Like we, just were like fucking exhausted. So we went back to the Airbnb after the game. We went to dinner and stuff. And like that was it. Monday. Monday was the big day. Monday. 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 Monday was Memorial Day. And I don't know if you remember the weather in Chicago. But it was like a hundred year storm of rain. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah. I didn't do anything. It was, it was just straight up downpour all day. So we get to the airport and we find out like our flight was going to board in five minutes and we find out it's delayed like 45 minutes due to weather. Okay, whatever. That's fine. No big deal. Um, Then they get us on the plane and it was a two and two plane, like two on the left, two on the right seats. Um, So I don't know, like 
You know, double, double. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is there, but, like, we had to walk, like, half a mile on the tarmac to, like, get to this plane. It was, like, ridiculous. So I was already in, like, not a good mood. Um, but we get on the plane, like, we're flying there, and the flight attendant, like, comes and, like, with the beverages, and I asked for just, like, an ice water and got a cup of water with, like, two cubes of ice. <laughs> And I was like, oh, whatever, like no big deal. Yeah, I have I have my Coop's water bottle, so like I'll I'll be fine. It's not a big deal. The the flight's only an hour. I'll survive. Um, we circle O'Hare and like we're circling downtown and stuff. And the guy was like, yeah, we can't land because of weather. Blah blah blah. Um, so he's like, we have we're being diverted. And I'm like, oh, God. I'm like, what town can we be diverted to that's, like, close enough to drive? Well, we're supposed to – he says we're going to Grand Rapids, and we get to Grand – or we, we end up landing, and he was like, hey, uh, we're not in Grand Rapids. I'm like, oh, my God, what's this guy's deal? He's like, we're in Kalamazoo, and I was like, ooh, that's closer. So we start looking up. I'm like, all right, like, if we get off the plane, I'm like, we're just going to rent a car and drive home. It's only, like, three hours, so, like, at least we know it will – from Kalamazoo? Look it up. I think it's like five. I think it's like three and a half tops. Um, but we're like, yeah, whatever, because we looked it up and it was close. Um, so we're like, yeah, we'll rent a car. And like, even if the plane takes off like an hour after us and beats us, like we at least know how long it's going to take us to get home. So we're not trapped on the plane. Well, they're refueling us and the pilot gets off to go find out like what the fuck's going on. Well, they won't let us off the plane because when you go through customs in Canada, you do us customs at the airport in Canada. So like you land in America at a domestic gate because you've already cleared customs. Like the yeah. Homeland Security does it at the airports in Canada. So we landed in Michigan and they're like, oh, you're an international flight. We can't let you off here. And the pilot's like, no, we're not. Like we flew from Canada, but we already cleared customs. Like everybody on the plane is good to go. And they're like, well, we don't know about that, blah, blah, blah. So the pilot ends up having to get like United's lawyers to talk to whoever at this airport to be like, Hey, this is like an FAA thing. Like, this is not something that we did for fun. Like, this is how you have to do it. Um, so he gets the okay to get us off the plane. But as he says that, he was like, but I just got word. Like, we have a quick window. We can land in O'Hare, blah, blah, blah. So, like, everybody sit down and buckle up because we're going to be leaving in, like, three minutes. And we left in, like, two minutes. Um, so the guy goes, like, hammer down to O'Hare. And what do we do? We just fucking circle the airport again. And I'm like, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. I'm like, we're never going to get home today. I'm like, we're going to get, we're going to be overnighted at some city. So do you want to guess the next town we went to, or did you already read that? Uh, I can, I can give you a pretty accurate guess. We landed in Madison. And at that point, I know what I was going to say Milwaukee. Oh, I no, we couldn't land in Milwaukee because Milwaukee was just as backed up as Chicago. So we were only landing in like small airports. So we landed in Madison and I was like, all right, Brian, I'm like get your bags because we're getting off this fucking plane and we're driving home. It's two hours. And I know that for a fact. And I said, I'm like, we're stopping at the Hooters right outside the airport because we've stopped there a million <laughs> times before coming back from places in Wisconsin. And Frank was like, yeah, let's go. Like, let's get off the plane. Let's do it. 
So the pilot gets on and he was like, uh, we can't let you off the plane here. And there is a couple in front of us who are only speaking French, but they're, they're speaking like broken English to the flight attendant who by this point, like hated me because I kept getting like everyone riled up by like telling them like how close we are to drive and like, <laughs> uh, like how to book a- like this motherfucker. Well, I'm like, you can book a pl- you can book a car online. You don't have to put down a deposit, like which we did in Kalamazoo. Um, and then, like, we were trying to call the car rental places, like, just to make sure, like, hey, we're not the only plane getting delayed. Like, please don't give away all your cars because we sure would like to drive home today. Sure. Um, one. Yeah. So, like, there was a bit of a passenger uprising, um, and these French people were like trying to get off the plane because. They were flying from Toronto, connecting in Chicago, and landing in in Madison. And they were like, we're here. So, like, not only have we missed our connecting flight in O'Hare, but, like, we're at our destination. So let us off the plane. We're going to Madison. Let us off. And this guy is sitting next to Pat Damon, and he was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I live in Madison. Like, I need to get off here, too, blah, blah, blah. But, like, oh, guess they're not letting us off, so I'll just sit here and twiddle my thumbs. And we're like, dude. If I lived in Madison and I were you right now, I would be breaking a window to get off this fucking plane. Um, So these French people, like, go up to the front. He's, like, yelling with the pilot at someone on the ground. Um, And they're, like, they end up getting able. What? So this plane. The pilot's like, hold on. I have an angry Frenchman. Let me put it on (laughs) So the door is, it's like one of those, like, it like walks out onto the tarmac. And so the guy is like arguing with the pilot and the pilot's like, Hey man, I'm on your side. Talk to this guy. And so like the guy's like yelling out the door to like, let them off the plane. But like, he's, he, he speaks French fluently and English, not that well. So he had like trouble getting off the plane, whatever he takes off, grabs his wife, they grab their bag and like dart off the plane. And he was like, the guy next to Frank was like, Oh, do you think they're getting off the plane? And I'm like, I don't know. But if I were you, I was sure as fuck find out a little bit more invested in what's happening. So the guy's like taking a sweet ass fucking time to like get his bag and get off this plane and stuff. And I'm like, dude, I would go before they decide to close that door. Um, French guy forgot his glasses, but I ended up being a nice guy and ran him up to ran him off to him. So we lost like half our plane because I guess half our plane was like connecting in Madison or like just wanted to get off. But we were watching the radar and it looked like all the tra- all the rain had like cleared up by that point because it was already like seven o'clock at night. Yeah, because we've been on the plane for almost seven hours at that point Um, on the plane, not off the plane at all. Like we were trapped on the plane. Um, Ooh, I forgot the highlight of Kalamazoo. Kalamazoo, they picked up a bag of ice. Oh, well, so she came through with beverage carts. Well, I think this is why she hates me because she was like, do you want anything to drink? And I was like, can I have one of those uh, ice waters I keep hearing about? (laughs) So I got a cup of ice with like four cubes of ice, a cup of water with like four cubes of ice. Um, Yeah. So whatever. So these the French dude and the guy next to Pat Damon get off the plane and a few other people. Um, French people were in exit rows. So I hopped in their seat and took the exit row and 
the flight attendant goes, you can't switch seats. And I was like, well, I just did. And she was like, well, that's not what's on the manifest. And I was like, uh, we sure did lose a lot of people on this plane. The manifest a... had us landing in Chicago six hours ago. Well, I was like, I'd be more, I'd be a lot more worried about the people who like got off in a different state than the people who are in different <laughs> seats on this plane. So she kept, <laughs> they had to do like a, a like, head count. Why? why would she even bring that up at that point? Like, come on. I, I told you she hated me and it gets better. But so she, they have to do like a head count of like who's still on the plane to make sure the people got off or the right number, whatever. Um, like doing the job that she should be doing <laughs> instead of arguing with me. Um, Carl's and Popovich. So she kept, so she kept up, she kept like walking back and forth, but I kept like egging on all these other people in our area to get them like riled up. So they kept asking her questions while she's trying to do her count. She restarted. <laughs> three different times instead of being like hey give me one minute i'll be right back i just have to count everyone i'll be down and back she kept restarting so i'm sitting in the exit row and she comes back and the pilot's like yeah i think we're gonna be getting out of here soon blah 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 um i'll keep you posted he darts back because the bathroom's in the back of the plane and he's walking by and he was like don't worry guys we'll be out of here and i was like you want to bet on it and he was like no 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 don't be negative i was like no 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 50 bucks if we take out if we land in chicago in the next two hours and he was like I can't take that bet and like kept going to the bathroom. I'm like, fuck man, we're never getting out of here. No action. So he like the other pilot who this guy looked like Mr. Magoo and had like a mustache and stuff. The other pilot was like 300 pounds and had his belt up to his belly button. So this was like the crack squad of pilots here who were going to fly us, fly us through a lightning storm. Um, and then the 18 boys. Yeah, exactly. So they, the, the other guy comes on the thing. It's like, Hey, uh, get back to the fucking pilot seat. Like, let's go. So the pilot like darts back up there. I'm sure like toilet paper on his fucking shoes, um, sits down, comes on the speakers like, Hey, we're getting out of here, blah, blah, blah. Like prepare for safety briefing, whatever the lady, the flight attendant comes to me and goes, Hey, you have to read the safety pamphlet. And I go, I'm like, Oh, this one, I already read it eight times. Cause we've been on this plane for almost eight hours. And she was like, no, seriously. I'm like, no, seriously, I can recite this thing back to you. And she was like, well, good, because I'm going to quiz you. And I was like, what is this fuck chick? Like, what is this chick's deal? Um, so she comes back and she was like, do you know how to operate the exit door? And I was like, oh, that big thing next to me that says pull here and lift here. Yeah, I think I got it. And she was like, this isn't a joke. And I was like, lady, if I get the opportunity to use the exit door, I'm going to throw that thing out the fucking, like, we're, I, I'm out of here. The second you say it's okay to get out of here by any means necessary, I'm the first one off the fucking plane. <laughs> so she does, she goes to every, at this point, everyone in the exit rows is like laughing at her. And she goes through and asks every single person in the exit row if they're capable and willing in an emergency to handle the exit row duties. Like, and then just basically saying she's asking them again so she can ask me because I didn't answer the question the first time through. A fucking bitch. So we get we take off and the other flight attendant has the fucking nerve to come on the plane and go, hey, we're going to be landing in like an hour, whatever, blah, blah, blah. We feel like we've done enough for you guys so far this flight, so we're not going to be doing any 
um, beverage carts or whatever. And like, literally I like laughed as loud as I could at that point. And the whole plane is like, you have to be fucking shitting me. Like we're trapped on this plane and they're not going to bring out like another glass of fucking water to us. But we ended up landing. Probably couldn't have done some self-service, like went to the little thing, but like, uh, where do you guys, <laughs> you guys got the Cokes in here. I, I need a Coke. It was at the front of the plane because the jump seat for the cunty flight attendant was on the back of the bathroom <laughs> door. So once they said they weren't doing beverages, like I think everyone that I got riled up was just like pissed and started going to the bathroom. So she had to like keep getting up off her booster seat <laughs> to like let people in the door. So she spent instead of doing a beverage run, she just got up like 50 times so the entire plane could take a piss. Um, oh, then we landed. God. And then I find out that Kristen went to go pick me up the first time and like it was before like we got diverted and she didn't check like the flight status like she checked it before she left and it was on time. And then by the time she got there, it was like delayed. And then she was like, yeah, I checked it again because she was like, I'll just wait an hour like no big deal. And she was like, I checked it again and it said you landed. And I was like, what do you mean you landed blah blah blah. and then she was like it said you landed in Kalamazoo (laughs) (laughs) so by that point we landed I called her and I was like yeah just go home because like we're trying to drive home blah 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 like I don't know what's going on um so we end up landing I call her in Chicago and she was like yeah I'll come get you and I'm like you've already made this drive once like don't do it again and she was like nah I'm bored whatever I'll come get you so my wife being the lucky girl that she is went to go pick me up so that was a nice uh a nice thing of her to do. Well, you know, number one wife of the pod. Of course, the first lady. Um, I have to get my computer charger, so we have to wait a second. How long have we been recording? An hour and three minutes. Uh, yeah, the other stuff isn't long, so we okay. can do that. Let, let me just get my charger. Yes. Okay, so we can get into men's wedding. And we're back. Why do you always do that? Because it bothers you. So, that was a shitty weekend. The, the next weekend was fun. Just a shitty thing happened to me, but it was a fun weekend. Oh, yeah, your toe. You got in a fight with a lamp and lost. Let's not spoil. Let's not go out of order here, PJ. Last weekend was your sister, who is allergic to bee stings, who uses an EpiPen, who is in Kauai right now at the Jurassic Park thing. Her wedding. Yes. Okay. So. Don't jump ahead. (laughs) Got it. Well, so I knew that like you and everybody else I knew at this wedding, because they're all related to you, were either like in the wedding party or like busy with wedding related things beforehand. So Chris and I got there at like five o'clock. We got dinner somewhere and then we were going to that like cocktail hour where like they invited everyone from out of town. So Kristen was like, well, what should I do to hide that I'm drink- I'm not drinking because I'm pregnant? And I was like, just get a water. Like, no one's going to know. And she was like, well, people say to get, like, um, just a water and put a lime in it, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, do you really want people to think that you're drinking and then on Monday tell everybody that you're pregnant? <laughs> I was like, just get a glass of water. It'll be fine. I'm like, no one's going to say anything. So we show up to the cocktail hour, and what were you wearing? Were you wearing Dave's dad's clothes? No, that's my own personal jacket. You bought that yourself? Yeah, I did. Because it looks straight out of the wardrobe of an 80-year-old man who lives in Florida. Yeah, that's why I bought it. I'm Can't already you- prepared for when I run for mayor of Del Boca Vista Phase 2. As long as moths don't get in the boxes, I think you'll be okay. 
Uh, so we get there and we're saying hi to everybody, blah, blah, blah. Um, Kristen gets like two waters for us and the water glasses, PJ, you can vouch for this. Yeah. The they water- were like 32 ounce water glasses. No, it's not that they were big. They were tall. They were like 24 inches tall. Like they were just tall and skinny and they stuck out like a sore fucking thumb. Oh, they were like, that's how much they stuck out. I thought they were 32 ounce glasses. <laughs> They were like a Tom Collins glass, but like twice the size. So just like a very tall and skinny. Like it was too big. I'm like, I don't know how to hold this. Do I hold uh, it from the top to the bottom? Secrets. Yeah. I don't know like what to do with it. So whatever. I We didn't think anybody, nobody asked us there um, until we left. Oh, they're just asking me. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, is Kristen pregnant? And you still had the steel trap. And you're like, no, she's not pregnant. Why? And they're like, oh, why wasn't she drinking? And you're like, no, I saw her have a couple beers. She was drinking. And I was like, PJ, please don't tell everybody that she was drinking because we're telling everybody next week that she's pregnant. Well, you know. Whatever. So you said that Hope was like grilling you about her being pregnant. So I texted Hope the next morning and I was like, hey, I heard you were talking shit about Kristen getting fat. A couple, couple LBs. Yeah. And she was like, oh my God, no no way. I, she was like, I would never say that, blah, blah, blah. Like, why would I ever say that, blah, blah, blah. I'm like... I'm just messing with you, but she's pregnant, and we would appreciate it if you don't make a big deal out of it because we're trying not to make a big deal out of it right now because it's Min's wedding, and we don't want, like, it's her wedding day, so, like, we don't want any other attention taken off of it. Yeah. Um, so, we that, like, that's all the only reason we're trying to keep it quiet. Um, so, pretty much after, oh, uh, sorry, I forgot about the incident. <laughs> The other incident. So as our listeners may know, um, I suffer from night terrors. They're not, they're, they're common, but they're not that common. Like I get like one, I get like one a month. Um, and they're usually not that bad. What was that? Sleep fighting. Yeah. They're usually not that bad. Like it's usually me just like yelling or screaming or like running around the bedroom and I can't get out of it. Um, Kristen does say that we have a fan over our bed and I stand up on the bed all the time, apparently, and never hit my head on the fan, which I don't know how, but it never, yeah, it never happens. Um, so according to Kristen at like one in the morning, I stood up on top of the bed and was like screaming at the top of my lungs. Like I was scared. Like she said, she like she thought other people were going to knock on the door because it was so loud. Um, and then I was done screaming. I jumped off the bed and fell on the ground. She heard a thud and she thought I died. She called my name. I didn't respond because I think I was like coming to and didn't know like what happened. She called my name again and I was like, what? the fuck's going on and then she called it a third time and i was like yeah i'm fine and she was like oh okay that's fine and like she went to the bathroom and i grabbed my phone because like my foot felt like it was gonna fall off and i like shined the light on my foot and there was like blood gushing out of my foot yeah and i like all I wanted to do in that moment was get in the bathroom. Like the one room I couldn't, cause it was tile and there was blood all over the carpet. And 
like obviously Kristen didn't know I was hurt because I'm like, no, I'm fine. So she's in the bathroom and comes out like a minute later. And I was like, oh, thank God. And she was like, what's the matter? And I was like, I don't know. And so I get in the bathroom and I'm just like, what the fuck? And I'm like trying. What? You need to investigate. Yeah. And so like I'm sitting on the tub and I'm trying to like get the bleeding to stop to see because at this point my foot is covered in blood like I don't even know where it's coming from all I know is that my entire foot fucking hurts and everything's red right now so I have like towels that are soaked in blood as I'm trying to like figure out where this is coming from I find out that it's like I literally like sliced my big toe just like instead of cutting it off I just cut it like long ways (laughs) Like from the start of my to- the 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 base of the toe to the top of the toe, there will be a picture. <laughs> yeah, there'll be a picture on Instagram so you can see. Um, and it just like I it took me an hour and a half to stop the bleeding, and it was just me sitting with my leg up. Like I was sitting. Um, you know when you have like your left leg up and then your other leg like on top of it. Yeah like that, like you cross your right leg. And so I was just sitting like that with a towel soaked in blood, trying to just like get it to stop bleeding. So it finally stops bleeding or so I thought, um, I go to bed, we wake up and Kristen's like, how's your foot? And I just like, you hear it peel off, like the sheet peel off my foot. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll send you a picture of that too, because the sheets were soaked in blood. (laughs) Well, at at least it stopped bleeding then. Yeah, but good news is for Kristen, uh, whenever we book a hotel room, we never specify, like, what room type we want. So usually you get, like, a king bed, but sometimes they only have two queens. And when we get two queens, we sleep in separate beds. Um, And thank God we did because my blood was covered in blood and her bed was blood-free. So she said she woke up, like, at 6 in the morning and, like, went to the bathroom. And she was like, there was blood everywhere. She was like, it was like a crime scene in there. She was like, there's blood on the floor. I tried to clean it up as much as I could. But, like, every time I cleaned up, like, one drop of blood, two more would come down. And so, like, there was just, like, blood everywhere. And it was one of – I was so fucking tired. And it hurts so bad that I just, I'm like, I need this to stop bleeding. So I just like stopped. I'm like, I'll get it in the morning. And she was like, there's blood everywhere. There's bloody towels everywhere. She was like, I'm horrified that housekeeping is going to come in and like, think you murdered somebody. Um, so we spend the whole morning going to like Walgreens to get like disinfectant and like band-aids. Yeah, whatever I can do to make it so I can wear a dress shoe that night. Because I was going to – it was either get all that stuff or go buy a pair of, like, all brown gym shoes. No, I I would have just bought, like, one of those, uh, like, Velcro on walking <laughs> shoes. <laughs> you are already at Walgreens. What is that, yeah. $9.99? I guess oh. I could have. Um so, you know, I suck it up, we get to the wedding, and meet one of our loyal listeners, a fan, Paul, I don't know if you want to say his name, but... Shout out Uncle Paul, I don't know, yeah, we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, so I took a picture, so Min asked me to take a picture of him and his girlfriend? Wife. Wife, I'm sorry, wife. Um, of him and his wife with Min, and she didn't have her phone on me, and he was, like, going to get his phone out, and Min goes, no, 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 just take it with your phone, and I'm like... Okay, this is weird. So I take the picture of them, and Min's like, okay, can you just make sure he gets it? And I was like, 
oh yeah that's fine like i didn't think anything of it like i should have just sent it to him right then and there but he started asking about the podcast and i got flustered because i was trying to be like very humble because i'm very thankful that like anybody listens to this podcast and so like i was being on my best behavior and I like should have just sent it to him, but instead I ended up just in the next two days, sent it to every member of your family to make sure that it got to him. So Paul, we know you're listening. If you didn't got to him, I texted them to him. Okay. I was going to say, if they didn't get to him, he can email us and we can email him (laughs) the pictures. I texted them to him, but what go ahead. No, I was, I was just going to say, uh, I don't know what I was going to say. You threw me off. <laughs> so we get to dinner, whatever. Food was good. The There wasn't cake, which is always, like, iffy when a wedding doesn't have cake. But they ended up having these, like, dessert shooters, which did you have any? No. They had four different kinds. I had one of each. Um, they were unbelievable i had three and um was offering your friend kelly and her husband were sitting next to us and he didn't get one or whatever and i was like oh here you can have one of mine and he was like no you don't have to do that and i was like well dude either take it or don't because this offer is not on the table for long and he was like no no no, it's fine like you don't have to do that so Kelly and him ended up going up there later and found what I thought was like a coconut one. Turns out it was key lime pie, which is my favorite kind of pie. Um, And it was the best dessert shooter there. So shout out to Kelly for bringing me the best dessert that night. Yes. Then there was the hot dog cart, which was also great. You know, I hit up the hot dog cart, but no coops mustard. Yes. I, I had some complaints. Yep. That's what I was going to say. I didn't have any mustard on my hot dog because no one could tell me if it was Coops or not. I had it because I've never had mustard out of a vat before, and that's what it was. I was intrigued. <laughs> it was a vat of mustard with, like, the biggest spoon I've ever seen on Earth. Yeah. Um, so I had to try so that. I think that that spoon might have been the heavy machinery, and I was not qualified to be operating heavy machinery at the end. Of <laughs> well, there were some Minnesota people in line behind me and I put on like 20 sport peppers. Like my, my hot dog was like the, the, the dog was the number one ingredient and sport peppers were number two. <laughs> um, and the guy behind me is like, Oh, what are those things? I'm like, Oh, they're sport peppers. And he was like, are they hot? And I'm like, um, they have a kick, but like they, they don't last. Like I didn't know how to describe a sport pepper. I was like, they're just really good. And he was like, what if I don't like them? I'm like, why don't you just get one on the side and bite into it? And if you don't like it, spit it out. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Um, You do you. Yeah. Then we got into a conversation with our entire table over how you are America's number one wedding guest. Yeah. I was wondering what this note was going to be about. So Kelly and her husband were talking about how you came to their wedding and looked like you were doing your like homeless chic look where you had your long hair and long beard. Oh, that was a good look for me. Yeah. And I was telling them that like PJ is the best wedding guest and they were like, oh yeah, he did. He did dance, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, here's the deal. He comes, he gets a bunch of drinks at cocktail hour. Then he eats the entire dinner He doesn't really eat the dessert, so everyone else gets extra, and then he gets your money's worth at the open bar, and then he's dancing all night on the dance floor. I'm like, he's America's best wedding guest. (laughs) Nobody pulls their weight more than you. Yeah, ask ask not (laughs) what you can do for your wedding guests. (laughs) 
your wedding guests can do for you. Exactly. And so like you, you're the only guy who gets invited to weddings and they know like whatever the food and drink cost is, like they know they're coming out ahead on PJ Hannigan. <laughs> I do my best. Yeah. So, uh, did you have anything else to add about that wedding? Uh, not really. I mean, I think you, you covered all the, all the good points. Um, I think maybe mentioning Peter and I holding hands and skipping down the aisle. After you walked your mom down. That was a highlight. Yes, that was good. Um, Peter and Mikey also played um, a song by a band that is famous, but I can't remember their name. Um, That was nice. Yeah, that was good. Oh, and at Uh, dinner, everybody found out Kristen was pregnant. (laughs) Oh, everyone found out at dinner? Well, they kept offering to, like, get us drinks and... Kearns found out right away because he was next to us. Like the second Kristen went to the bathroom, he was like, hey, is she? Uh, and I was like, pregnant, yes. And then everyone else was like, wait, she's pregnant? And I was like, shut up, shut up, shut up. Stop. Like it was one of those like when people ask, you have to tell them so like it doesn't become a big deal because if you deny it, then they start talking to other people. So yeah. instead, you're just like, hey, she's pregnant. Don't tell anybody. Um, so, you know, there was that. And then we talked to Ketty and Ryan about her being pregnant. Yes. And that was. I think that was all all the pregnant people there. Pregnancy bonding moments. Yep. Okay, fine. Are we doing this stuff at the bottom of the page, or was that just, like, extra nonsense? What that's is- saving saving for later. Okay. that's Because this episode is awfully long, so we need to let these people get back to their regular lives. Their regularly scheduled lives. Yeah. Uh, okay, so teaser stuff at the bottom. Don't Te- tease it, because it might not happen tomorrow. Yeah, well, I'm saying DDKs, OSS, EOLs, <laughs> you never know what it could mean, people. All these acronyms mean something, but you'll find out maybe next week, maybe <laughs> in a month, maybe never. You're going to have to keep listening to find out what's an OSS. You may never know. What's a DDK? <laughs> what? You'll have to tune in and find out. Okay, well, I'll catch us later, so... Check you later. Hey, leave us a review if you listen this long. Okay, bye.